Howdy howdy, this is Lily from Maycraft Game, and you're listening to Reading Rulebooks. Today, we're going over Clank, a deck-building adventure. So let's get into it. The passages beneath Dragon Keep are the most dangerous territory in the realm. Only the greatest burglars can sneak in, steal from the dragon, and escape to tell the tale. So, naturally, you and your fellow thieves have challenged each other to do just that. Along the way, you'll recruit allies and snatch up extra loot. But one false step and clank! Careless noise draws the dragon's attention, and each artifact stolen increases its rage. You'd better hope your friends are louder than you are if you want to escape the depths alive. Components include one double-sided game board, reverse cards including 15 mercenary, 15 explorer, 12 secret tome, and one goblin. Four 10-card starting decks, each containing six burgle, two stumble, one sidestep, and one scramble. A dungeon deck consisting of 100 cards, 7 Artifact Tokens, 11 Major Secrets Tokens, 18 Minor Secrets Tokens, 2 Master Keys Tokens, 2 Backpacks Tokens, 3 Crowns Tokens, 3 Monkey Idols Tokens, 4 Mastery Tokens, Gold Coins in 1 and 5 Denominations, 120 Clank Cubes, 30 of each player color, 4 player pawns, 1 Dragon Marker, 20 Dragon Cubes, and 1 Dragon Bag. Setup This rulebook does not include page numbers, but a map for setup is included on what would be considered page 3. Step A. Each player takes 30 clank cubes and places them in their personal supply in front of them. They also take a pawn of the matching color and a 10-card deck containing the following. 6 burgles, 2 stumbles, 1 sidestep, and 1 scramble. Place these tokens around the game board as follows. Step B. Place the 7 artifacts, valued from 5 to 30, face up on the spaces marked with the corresponding numbers. If playing with fewer than four players, before placing the artifacts, shuffle them face down and select some at random to exclude from the game. With three players, return one artifact to the box. With two players, return two artifacts. Step C. Shuffle the major secrets face down, then place one at random on each major secret space. There will be extra major secrets. Return them to the box unseen. Step D. Shuffle the minor secrets face down, then place two at random on each minor secret space. Step E. Place the market items on the market area. Two master keys, two backpacks, three crowns, valued 10, 9, and 8. Step E. Place the three monkey idols on the monkey shrine room. Step G. Place the mastery tokens near the top left of the board, one for each player. Step H. Place the gold tokens, valued 1 and 5, in a bank next to the game board. Step I. Place the dragon marker on the rage track. In a 4-player game, place it on the first space. In a 3-player game, place it on the second space. In a 2-player game, place it on the third space. Step J. Place the 24 dragon cubes in the dragon bag, and set the bag next to the game board. Step K. Place the goblin monster card in reverse, next to the game board, along with the piles of mercenary, explorer, and secret tome cards. Step L. Shuffle the dungeon deck and deal six cards to form the dungeon row, face up on the table. If any of those cards have the dragon attack symbol along the right edge, replace them with other cards until none of them show the symbol, then shuffle any replaced cards back into the dungeon deck. Leave room next to the dungeon deck to form a dungeon discard pile during the game. Step M. Each player places their pawn just outside the dungeon at the top of the game board. 
then shuffles their 10-card deck and draws 5 cards from it. Step N. The sneakiest player gets to go first, or you may choose randomly. Play will proceed clockwise from there. The first player places 3 clank cubes in the clank area. The second player places 2 clank cubes. The third player, if there are any, places 1 clank cube. And the fourth player, if there are any, places 0 clank cubes. The example in the rulebook shows the front side of the board, which is recommended for your first game, but a different dungeon awaits you on the other side. So, you want to be a thief. Clank is a deck building game. Each player has their own deck, and building yours up is part of playing the game. You start each of your turns with five cards in your hand, and you'll play them all in any order you choose. Most cards will generate resources, of which there are three different kinds. Skill, denoted by a blue diamond, is used to acquire new cards for your deck. Swords, indicated by a red circle with a sword in it, is used to fight the monsters that infest the dungeon. And boots, which is denoted by a yellow square with a boot in it, is used to move around the board. Every time you acquire a new card, you put it face up in your discard pile. Whenever you need to draw a card and find your deck empty, you shuffle your discard pile and turn it face down to form a new deck. With each shuffle, your newest cards become part of a bigger and better deck. Each player starts with the same cards in their deck, but they'll acquire different cards during their turns. Because cards can do many different things, each player's deck and strategy will become more and more different as the game unfolds. Step 1. The target. The terms of this thieving challenge are clear. Everyone must go into the dungeon and steal an artifact. Escaping with your life is technically optional, although vastly preferable. During the game, you'll have two goals. 1. Retrieve an artifact token and escape the dragon by returning to the place you started outside the dungeon. You can normally carry only one artifact, and once you've picked one up, you're stuck with it. Choose carefully. 2. Accumulate enough points with your artifact and other loot to beat out your opponents and earn the title of the greatest thief in the realm. Examples 1. The Ankh, 7 points. This artifact isn't worth many points, but it's at least easy to get to. Make sure to gather more loot to keep pace with your rivals. 2. The Armor, 25 points. This artifact is worth a lot more points, but the path to it is long and dangerous. Make sure you can escape the dungeon once you have it. Step 2. The Plan Stealing from the dragon is far from a simple job. You'll have to navigate through the ruins, deal with monsters, and acquire valuable treasures. During your turn, you can use the resources you've generated, skill, swords, and boots, to take any of the following actions. You may take each action as many times as you like, as long as you have the resources to do so. You can wait and take your actions after you've played all your cards, or you can take actions between cards if you wish. Acquire a new card for your deck. You can use skill to acquire cards with blue banners from the dungeon row, which change throughout the game, or cards with yellow banners from the reserves, which are the same in every game. The skill cost of a card is found in the lower right corner. Once you pay the cost, place the card in your discard pile. It is now part of your deck. 2. Use a device. Devices are the cards with purple banners in the dungeon row. Devices can be acquired with skill, but they do not become part of your deck. Instead, you perform the use text listed on the card and then place it in the dungeon discard pile next to the dungeon deck. The skill cost of a device is found in the lower right corner. Action 3. 
fight a monster. Monsters are the cards with red banners in the dungeon row. Instead of acquiring monsters with skill, you fight them using swords. The swords required to defeat a monster are found in the lower right corner. When you fight a monster in the dungeon row, you gain the reward listed in its defeat text. Then the card is placed in the dungeon discard pile, not your own discard pile. You may also fight the goblin in the reserve. It is not discarded when defeated. Each player may fight it multiple times each turn, earning its reward each time. Buy from the market. The market is a series of spaces where merchants serve those exploring the dungeon. If you are in a market room, you may make a purchase. All items in the market cost 7 gold. Place each item you buy in front of you in your play area. Items available at the market are described on the back of this rulebook. Move through a tunnel. Boots are how you traverse the passages of the dungeon. Each boot lets you move along one tunnel to a new room. Some tunnels have special rules. A tunnel with a footprint icon requires two boots to traverse instead of one. A tunnel with a monster icon deals that much damage to you when you move through it. For each sword you use, you take one less damage, but you don't have to use swords to move through a monster tunnel. You cannot use a tunnel with a lock icon unless you have a master key token purchased from the market in your possession. A tunnel shaped like an arrow can only be used in the direction of the arrow. You normally can't move through it in the opposite direction. When you move into a room, you can take one of the tokens there, minor secret, major secret, monkey idol, or artifact, and put it in front of you. When you take an artifact token, move the dragon marker up one space along the rage track. You can only take one token when you move into the room. If the room has more than one token in it, you must exit and re-enter to pick up another. You can't take an artifact token if you already have one. You don't have to take a token if you don't want to. You might want to pass up one artifact to go after a more valuable one elsewhere. When you take a minor or major secret token, reveal it. The secret tokens are described on the back of this rulebook. Whenever you enter a crystal cave room, you become exhausted while wandering its maze-like passages and cannot use any more boots this turn. You may still be able to move by teleporting, described in advanced maneuvers but you won't be able to use boots until your next turn. There are two other common effects that your cards may have. Gaining gold. When you gain gold, take it from the bank and put it in front of you. Each gold is worth one point when the game ends, but you can also use it for other reasons during the game, such as buying from the market. Clank. Some cards cause you to gain clank. When this happens, add that many cubes from your personal supply to the clank area of the game board. Some very sneaky cards cause you to remove clank. For each negative clank you get, remove one of your clank from the clank area. If you don't have enough clank there, you can instead avoid adding clank later in the turn if an effect would make you do so. Any leftover negative clank is lost when your turn ends. Once you've played all your cards and used as much of your resources as you want to, your turn ends. Put all of the cards you've played into your discard pile and draw five new cards in preparation for your next turn. Any skill, swords, or boots you don't use are wasted, so make them count. Example, the green player takes her turn by playing the following cards. Stumble, plus one clank. Move silently, plus two boots, minus two clank. Mercenary, plus one skill, plus two swords. Burgle, plus one skill. Burgle again, plus one skill. 
The green player carries out the text on her cards as soon as she plays them, adding one clank to the clank area for her stumble and then removing it when she plays move silently. She has another minus one clank left over from move silently, which she could use later in the turn if she were to make more clank. She has a total of two boots, which she uses to move through two different tunnels. She ends up in a crystal cave room. She could not have moved further this turn, even if she had more boots. She uses her two swords to fight an orc grunt in the dungeon row. The orc grunt takes two swords to defeat. She gains three gold from the orc grunt's defeat text and places the monster in the dungeon discard pile. She uses her total three skill to acquire a cobalt merchant from the dungeon row, placing the card in her own discard pile. She has just acquired the card. She won't get gold or skill from using it until she reshuffles her discard pile, draws a card, and plays it. Having played all cards in her hand and used all of the resources she can, the green player ends her turn. Step three, the mark. The queen of the dragon keep is Nyctotraxian, but we just call her Nikki. She's not gonna like us sneaking around her lair and taking her things. At the end of every turn, if any of the six spaces for cards in the dungeon row are empty, refill them with new cards from the dungeon deck. If any of the cards drawn have a dungeon attack symbol, the dragon attacks, but only once, no matter how many dragon attack symbols were revealed. To execute an attack, take all of the clank in the clank area and put it into the dragon bag. Shake it up and draw a number of cubes from the bag equal to the number shown in the dragon marker's current space of the rage track. Each black cube drawn is set aside, but each colored cube represents damage dealt to that player. Undrawn cubes remain in the bag, they might still be drawn out later. The more clank you make, the more likely the dragon is to notice and attack you. Managing your noise level is key to survival. The dragon's rage increases throughout the game. Every time an artifact is picked up, and whenever a dragon egg, a type of minor secret, is discovered. Advance the dragon marker one space along the rage track. This may cause more cubes to be drawn in the next attack. The more cubes being drawn, the deadlier the game becomes. Tread carefully. Example. At the end of the yellow player's turn, there are only three cards left in the dungeon row. Three cards are revealed from the top of the dungeon deck to fill the empty spaces. Two of them have the dragon attack symbol, triggering an attack this turn. All the cubes in the clank area are placed in the dragon bag. The dragon marker is currently on the fifth space of the rage track, so four cubes are drawn from the bag. One cube is black. It is set aside, affecting no one. The second is green, so the green player takes one damage. The last two cubes are both yellow, so the yellow player takes two damage. Step four, the getaway. Dungeon delving is not without risk. A master thief must carefully manage their physical state to maximize both profit and survivability. Remember, the two greatest obstacles to spending money is being broke and being dead. Each player's health is tracked on a health meter at the bottom of the game board. When you take damage during the game, and you will take damage, place your cubes on the health meter of your color starting from the left. If the damage came from a dragon attack, use the cubes that were pulled from the dragon bag. If you choose to take damage by moving through a monster tunnel without a sword, take the cubes from your personal supply. You can't choose to take damage this way if it would completely fill your health meter. Some effects can heal damage you've taken. When you heal, 
take back a cube of your color from your health meter and put it in your personal supply. You can use it again later for more clank. If your health meter is ever completely filled, you are knocked out. What happens next depends on how successful you've been so far. If you have retrieved an artifact and escaped the depths area of the dungeon, you are rescued by the townsfolk and can count the points you've earned. If you haven't gotten an artifact yet, or if you are still stuck in the depths, then you can't be rescued. You lose the competition, which at this point is the least of your worries. Once you've picked up an artifact, you can also make your way back to the place you started, outside of the dungeon. If you make it all the way back before being knocked out, you will receive a mastery token worth an additional 20 points. Remember, if you don't have an artifact yet, you can't leave the dungeon or even be rescued. Step five, the end of the line. Good timing is crucial in this heist. Getting caught by a dragon is far worse than being pinched by the authorities. But as in all heists, there's nothing wrong with throwing your rivals under the proverbial carriage once you've made your escape. Whenever a player leaves the dungeon or is knocked out, they no longer take normal turns. They add no more clank to the clank area. Cards that affect all players don't affect them. If any cubes of their color are drawn from the dragon bag, no damage is dealt. They are treated like black cubes. In addition, the first time any player leaves the dungeon or is knocked out, that player moves their pawn to the first leftmost space of the countdown track near the entrance to the dungeon. On that player's next turn, instead of taking a normal turn, they move their pawn forward one space on the countdown track and execute that space's effect. Other players who later leave the dungeon or get knocked out do not use the countdown track. On the second through fourth space, this causes an instant dragon attack. Additional cubes are drawn from the dragon bag for each of these attacks, one extra for the second space, two extra for the third, and three extra for the fourth. On the fifth space, the dragon instantly knocks out all players still in the dungeon. Once all players are out of the dungeon or knocked out, the game ends. All players who escape the dungeon, or at least the depths, add up their score, counting the following. 1. The value of their artifact. 2. Points from any other tokens they acquired. 3. Points equal to the amount of gold they accumulated. And 4. Points awarded by cards in their deck. The top right corner of each card shows the amount it's worth. The player with the most points is the winner and is declared the greatest thief in the realm. In the case of a tie, the tied player with the most valuable artifact is the winner. Advanced Maneuvers Never be afraid to learn new tricks of the trade. You never know when one might save your life. Acquire. A card's acquire text is carried out one time, when you acquire it from the dungeon row, not when you play it later from your hand. Arrive. A card's arrive text is carried out when the card is revealed, before any dragon attack that may also have been triggered by refilling the dungeon row at the end of a turn. Danger. For each danger card in the dungeon row, you pull an additional cube from the dragon bag during each dragon attack. Discard. Some cards ask you to discard a card. You can only discard cards in your hand that you haven't played yet. The card does not have its normal effect, which means discarding can be a useful way to get around cards that generate clank. If you're asked to discard a card to get something, you must actually discard a card to get it. Example, sleight of hand says, discard a card to draw two cards. 
If you don't have a card in your hand to discard, you don't get to draw two cards. Fountain of Healing. When you enter a room with a Fountain of Healing, heal one damage. Market. On the reverse side of the board, the market is not a single group of spaces near the center of the dungeon. Instead, traveling merchants can be found on spaces scattered throughout the dungeon. Order of card plays. Some cards have effects that depend on things you have or things you have done during your turn. You get these effects regardless of the order in which you play your cards. Example, Rebel Scout says if you have another companion in your play area, draw a card. You draw the card whether you play the other companion before or after the Rebel Scout. The Mountain King says if you have a crown, you get plus one sword and plus one boot. If you play him and later buy a crown from the market, you still get the additional sword and boot. Swagger says for each clank you make this turn, plus one skill. You gain skill even for clank you made prior to playing Swagger. Play area. When you play cards during your turn, they go into a play area in front of you. This helps keep track of the cards you've used this turn. Note that if you have to reshuffle your discard pile during your turn, these cards are not included. Reserve. The Mercenary, Explore, and Secret Tome cards in the Reserve are unlimited. The Reserve can run out of these cards if players acquire enough of them. Running out of Clank. If you ever run out of cubes in your personal supply, then you can't choose to take damage when moving through tunnels, but you also can't be forced to add any more clank you get off free. At least until you get any cubes back from healing. Nothing's free forever. Teleport. Teleportation is a special form of movement that allows you to move from any room connected to your current room. You do not need to use boots or fight any monsters in the tunnel. You can even use locked or one-way passages that you normally couldn't. Remember that on the turn you enter a crystal cave room, by any means, you can't use any boots for the rest of the turn. Trash. Some cards and effects can cause you to trash a card. This removes the chosen card from your deck entirely, which is a great thing to do to the relatively weak cards that make up your starting deck. When you trash a card, you choose one from your discard pile or your play area and return it to the box at the end of the turn. Wraparound Tunnels. Tunnels that go off the edge of the game board connect to the opposite side of the board. They only require one boot like other normal tunnels. Field Reference Guide. This is found on the back page of the rulebook. Major Secrets. Potion of Greater Healing. Use during your turn to heal two damage. Keep until you use it, then return it to the box. Greater Skill Boost. Immediately gain five skill, then return the token to the box. Greater treasure. This token counts as five gold. You may keep it until the end of the game or spend it normally. Flash of Brilliance. Immediately draw three cards, then return the token to the box. Chalice. Keep this token. It is worth seven points at the end of the game. It is not an artifact. Market Items. Master Key. Allows you to use tunnels with a lock icon. Also worth five points at the end of the game. Backpack allows you to carry an additional artifact, also worth five points at the end of the game. Crown, worth the number of points shown. Each player takes the most valuable crown available when they buy one. Minor Secrets, Potion of Healing, use during your turn to heal one damage. Keep until you use it, then return it to the box. Potion of Swiftness, 
Use during your turn to gain one boot. Keep until you use it, then return it to the box. Potion of Strength. Use during your turn to gain two swords. Keep until you use it, then return it to the box. Skill Boost. Immediately gain two skill, then return the token to the box. Treasure. This token counts as two gold. You may keep it until the end of the game or spend it normally. Magic Spring. At the end of this turn, trash a card from your discard pile or play area. Return the card and this token to the box. Dragon Egg. Keep this token. It is worth three points at the end of the game. Advance the dragon marker one space along the rage track. And that is Clank, a deck building adventure. So I have a lot of mixed feelings about this game. I really love the concept behind the game and what it's trying to do, but I'm not a huge fan of player elimination. However, I completely understand that that's kind of needed to keep the tempo of the game and create that sense of urgency. The dungeon row is also interesting because it is what I refer to as a dynamic market, which means that cards will be drawn and you will not have access to them just due to the nature of the game. This may give some players more advantages just based on luck because better cards are available during their turn. The luck also plays into your health with the dragon bag. While you can stack the deck, so to speak, by trying to put in as little cubes as possible, luck and randomness still determine whose cubes are drawn from the bag and potentially just killing you faster and faster than other players. Balance and timing really constitute basically everything in this game. I do love how the dragon bag starts off a bit padded with the black dragon cubes and those slowly get removed over the course of the game, making the game more and more difficult and more likely to kill you. The major and minor secrets also add another layer of variability to the game, which can heavily favor some over others. The fact that there's one major secret that just gives seven points, which is bigger than some of the artifacts, seems a little bit too powerful to me, but maybe that's why you prioritize it. Maybe I'm just playing the game wrong, I don't know. Well, not wrong from a rule standpoint, just wrong from a strategy standpoint. I do really like the fact that when someone gets knocked out or escapes the dungeon, they start a timer to end the game. Again, just adding a layer of urgency to the game and pushing it forward and forward until the end. However, I don't know if four turns is too many. If someone's knocked out of the game and is no longer playing, I don't know if I would want to be the one sitting around for four turns waiting for everyone else to finish with nothing to do. It's interesting the risk and reward push and pull of the game as well because you want to risk more points, but you could risk too much and go completely bust by basically dying in the depths. So there's a lot to think about and there's honestly there's a lot going on for this game and while it may not fit my exact strategic likes, it does definitely fit my aesthetics and vibe. And that's it for today's episode of Reading Rulebooks. If you like what you've heard, please check out MakeCraftGame.com for more content or check out the MakeCraft Game YouTube channel and be sure to like, comment, and subscribe and all that jazz. If there's a particular rulebook you want to hear on this podcast, make sure to leave a comment below any Reading Rulebook video on the MCG channel. I hope you have a great day and I will catch you next time on Reading Rulebooks.